Hi, and welcome to From the City to the Country podcast. My name is James, and together with my co-host Victor, we are going to discuss various topics from the news to raising a family. We hope to bring you our unique opinion and experience in life, giving you someone you can relate to, and maybe even learn a thing or two. We both have lived in the city our entire lives, and my family decided we would move to the country, or at least the South, as I now reside in South Carolina, and Victor in California. Now, as you can imagine, these are two entirely different worlds, so please enjoy the show as we dive in. Welcome to the show, guys. Today we're going to talk about how California seems to like to continue to jump off the deep end. They like to make things adventurous, I guess, for those living out in California. I would imagine some people out there agree with what they're doing, but there's quite a, probably quite a few that don't, and their voices don't really get heard in California, so we're going to talk about it a bit. And we'll, we'll touch base on a handful of Senate bills here in California, mostly related to COVID and how that impacts us and what our thoughts are on those. And while they don't impact me at all anymore, I live in South Carolina. So those of you that are still out there, how they would impact you and how we feel about that and get after it here. Uh, first off, we got Senate Bill 871. Uh, that requires all children ages 0 to 17 to get the COVID-19 vaccine to attend child care or school. I happened in, sir, because that's that's no, 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 no. Can't do that. Now, California thinks they can tell you to do it. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. I, I'm pretty confident that's gonna pass because the Dems run run California, obviously. So it's a matter of how long it takes before it goes into effect. So we'll see. Uh, my bet would my if I was a betting person, I'd bet that it's gonna pass. I don't know when it goes into effect though. So we'll we'll see. Um I know I, I don't I don't like it. I understand that we require certain vaccines already to be required to attend school, but those vaccines are tested and proved over a long period of time before they've ever been mandated. And so that, I, that I'm okay with. If this goes through the same process and didn't have a lot of the red flags that it does, I, I'm on board with saying, if this helps us, let's do it. I'm not against vaccines. I'm against things that they call vaccines that aren't really vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, let's just call them injections at this point. There's, they don't do anything yeah, this this injection, it's there's too many red flags. I think I sent you a, a TikTok that I saw where it was posted in a in a doctor's office about sports physicals for kids in high school. And I played sports in high school. You go down, you get a physical, not a real big deal, but in in this doctor's office, the sign was posted that the sports physicals basically to make sure that you're healthy to be on the field and you're not gonna collapse by some item that's easily recognizable, right? And so you go through a basic physical and you can play. And this, this doctor's office, the note said, if you've had the COVID injection, they have to do a handful of other tests to make sure that you're not basically going to fall into cardiac arrest on the field, on the court, wherever it is you play, in the pool, if you swim, whatever it is. Um, so I, I don't I don't like that, that they're trying to force this. And thank God I live in South Carolina and... Right now, they're they're not over here. It's so different. They just pulled all all the stuff from schools. My kids ate lunch in the lunchroom for the first time since we've been here. Uh, they had been eating in their classrooms, kind of doing the not really social distancing thing, but so kind of social distancing thing. And I'm glad they pulled it. And the kids got to eat. They eat breakfast in the cafeteria, eat lunch in the cafeteria. They can socialize again. They're like, oh, we don't got to stand on the stickers anymore. And it's kind of back to even more normal than it was here. You know, when we got here. And the other part of this 
is that Senate Bill 866 would allow kids 12 to 17 to get the COVID vaccine without parental consent. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not happening either. Well, at least not to my kids, because if you think about it, okay, so you could be 12 years old or up to 12 years old and not need your parents' permission to get a medical injection into your body. But the legal age to vote, 18. Right? The legal age to drink, 21. Yet, you can get that stuff over the counter. You have to pay for it. But with this vaccine, it's free. You can get it everywhere. You can get it at uh, CVS, Walmart, I saw has now. You can get the COVID vaccine shot. Everywhere you go, it's Pfizer, Moderna, Pfizer, Moderna. And a 12-year-old, okay, so whose brain is not fully developed, right? At 12 years old, they could say, yes, I want this injection into my body. It makes no sense. It really doesn't. I mean, there's the, the other things that they allow, trying to allow minors to do decision-wise for themselves don't make any sense. This makes little to no sense. Who, who between the ages of 12 and 17 is influencing your children to get this shot without your consent? Who's out there saying, hey, you should do this and not tell your parents? That is a good point. Social media? I think I know who. Maybe social media. Maybe. Maybe teachers. I've seen I've seen news articles and reports where in school teachers have influenced kids to do it. But I mean, how are we going into schools? I don't know if you saw the news. How are we going into schools and offering free slices of pizza on the day you get the you get the injection? <laughs> I don't get it, man. <laughs> yeah. Bribery? We got to bribe somebody to get something that's supposedly supposed to be so good for them that everybody should have it, but we're bribing people. I mean, eh, it's, it's odd. Um, continuing down the line, Senate bill 1749 would require schools to continue testing and create testing plans. So most States now are pulling all COVID related issues vaccine passports, masks, it's all being it's all being pulled. But yet somehow California is like, "No, let's continue testing and have a test. Okay, fine, testing plan. Great. The next time something comes up, how are we going to handle it?" Perfect. That's called that's called good planning and being prepared. Yeah. But yeah. Continuing yeah. to It's it's Go ahead, go ahead. It's funny that sorry that it's that uh they're going to continue this because at, at you know, my work Right, we're we're federally funded. So, as of March 11th, next Friday, I don't have to wear my mask anymore at work. I can wear it if I feel so comfortable. But here's the kicker: I still have to get tested every week. So, why are we getting rid of this mask? I still have to get tested. Okay, and on top of that, the PCR test—it's been outed already that they wrapped up the cycles and if for example the guy i was listening to if for example the covid would say it was the bicycle all right you have the bicycle infection so the pcr test they ramp up the cycle so much i think it's like 40 or 20 or whatever it is now that if if you have any bicycle part right so oh you have the, the handlebars you're positive for the bicycle oh you have the seat or the pedals you don't have the whole thing the whole complete bike, you have a little trace of a piece of whatever this COVID might be. So they ramp up the cycles on this PCR test 
And it, it, it's been outed that in the PCR test, you can't determine the difference between a regular cold, the flu, or COVID. They just opened the range and said, if you have any of those three, you're positive. Well, it's because the flu is a COVID virus, too. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, that's not distinguishing between which COVID virus you have. It's amazing we had a hardly any flu over this time. Go figure, right? Yeah. So there was hardly any flu around. And, and what you mean by cycles is the sensitivity of the test, basically. So we took the sensitivity of the test and made it super sensitive so that everybody in the, and everybody and anybody that could test positive tested positive. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm totally under the under the flag of, you know, at this point, if, if it's not a deadly virus, they have to live with how. With what they did to the country. By locking it down, holding it on lockdown for so long, putting kids in masks, holding them in masks, keeping them in masks, doing all this, they have to, they have to own it. And, and so they're going to do anything and everything they can to make it so that it seemed like what they did was justified. Yeah. And I don't think there was. You, I don't think you're going to convince me otherwise. So No, no, none of, none of it was justified. I think oh, I should have grabbed that report I was looking at. But there was just a report or a story that came out saying that the lockdowns did not help any of anything. It, it only made things worse. And it, I forgot. I think it was the L.A. Times. Don't quote me. But I'll have to find it. I'll send it to you. It's interesting that the lockdowns did not work. Not one bit. Oh, no, I did see that. I did see that. They said the lockdowns only prevented like 0.2% of deaths. Yeah. I mean, you're talking if we didn't lock down only 0.2%, point, not even a full percentage point of people, 0.2% of people, more people would have died without the lockdowns. Yeah. And yet, how many, how many died due to the lockdowns, due to issues at home where you know abused kids how much more abuse happened to the, those deaths might not have occurred now but down the road who knows what's going to happen with those kids and because of the mistreatment that they suffered while they were at home and didn't get a chance to get away from it or how many people got into alcohol or drugs be dealing with the depression and the isolation um all those unaccounted for things some of it's accounted for already some of it's not and it'll continue to see the ramifications of it moving on but I got to say, those probably far outweigh the 0.2% that we, we we supposedly saved by locking down. I did see that study. Um, I cannot remember what it came out of. And it was it was interesting. I saw that. I, I want to say it was actually like out of Berkeley or something like that in California. Maybe it was Stanford. Might have been Stanford. Yeah, it was, it, maybe, maybe. But I, I, it, it did like hardly nothing. And it sucks because if you think about all the people that died, right? You know, I know it, it exists. It happens. But the, the, the age range that were the people that were dying from were a lot elder, older people. But all those people that died alone in the hospitals because their family members couldn't go in and see them. They couldn't go in there to, you know, say goodbye, give them a hug, one last thing, because everything was locked down. Now that is sad. Being on your deathbed alone and not being able to say goodbye to your loved ones one last time before you punch that ticket I mean, serious? It, it it makes no sense. Yeah, no sense. I don't understand. I don't understand the the economic hardship we in are are actually enduring. I, I mean, there's probably multiple reasons for it, and it's interesting because you know they come out and say, oh, you know, all all these jobs were lost under Trump. Well, all of y'all agreed to lock us down, so you can't blame Trump for the lost jobs. That doesn't make any sense. And now the jobs are coming back, and Biden's saying, oh, I've created all these jobs. No, the jobs that were lost when y'all agreed to lock us down and continue to lock us down are all that's coming back. 
So that's you don't get any credit there. But I just think it's interesting that they're going to continue to require testing while pulling mandates across the country. Um, I did see that New York decided they're pulling mask mandates and vaccine passports because they were one of the few places that were doing vaccine passports, um, except for children under five. What? Yeah. They're pulling all the requirements, except for mask, including masking, except for children under five. Why? New York's New York, New York and California are attempting to race one another for how crazy you can be in this country. It's insane. So, you know, I just don't even I don't even understand sometimes. And it's hard to fathom what's going on inside these guys' minds. And a lot of me just thinks it's control. They want to be able to control us. And they're trying hard as hard as they can because they there's one side of the aisle. The Democrats would love to tell us what energy we can use. They'll get gas prices. Look at what they've done with the with the. Oh, 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 don't even get me started on gas prices. You sent me that text the other day. Every time we're, we're going to swerve off course here, guys, from talking about these Senate bills for a minute and talk about gas prices, um, because every time Democrats get into in the office, they change our energy policies. And every time they get in office and change our energy policies, we end up paying more at the pump, a lot more. And I feel bad for you in California, because California, again, if I was a betting man, you're going to pay over $6 a gallon for the first time in your life. And yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's been also. I, I think somebody oh, don't know if it's true or not, but a whistleblower came out that worked at an oil refinery said that they're dumping a whole lot more and they're ordering a whole lot more of ethanol. So are they watering down the gasoline that we currently have? I know winter gas is separate from summer gas and it has to do with the octane and all that, but it's like they're watering it down yet charging me double, triple, quadruple the price. But then my car goes through it a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a concern, right? There's a lot of concerns when you look at what's going on economically for us as a country with inflation. You got companies claiming record profits, yet they're raising prices. And there's a lot to be uncovered there that we'll get into maybe on a different episode because there's I, I find some of that very irksome. And it it bothers me when somebody who's out there basically petitioning that socialism is the best thing for our country and you got capitalists making them look like they're right when they're clearly not. We got capitalists running capitalism wrong, which is part of the problem, right? It's not it's not capitalism, it's crony capitalism and it's a pseudo capitalism because the government picks winners and losers. That's not a free market. When the government comes in and and gives subsidies to like solar companies for instance, that's not a free market. If the market was ready for solar, you wouldn't have to subsidize it. Plain and simple. Electric vehicles. I mean, look at what the, I don't remember what the payout was, but you used to get a pretty big payout when you bought an electric vehicle tax tax return. And they would, they would basically pay you to buy an electric vehicle, which isn't crazy. So yeah, I think, you know, when I got here to South Carolina, we were paying 260. I just filled up for 369. I, I'm, I feel like I'm getting back to California gas prices. This is absolutely insane because one, our, our market and our, consumer is not ready to switch to electric there's lots of there's lots of good things about maybe running an electric vehicle but every electric vehicle that's made currently uses a carbon-based production you make an electric vehicle every step of the way to make that vehicle uses some kind of carbon-based production to power it 
and then you get that vehicle and, and this is like I said ranting down the wrong road but it's okay and I and I saw a I saw a picture because I've seen several right there was a thing when I think it was around Christmas time maybe it was Christmas time last year there was like a bunch of Teslas trying to um trek across California and you had to wait like two and a half three hours to, to not charge your vehicle you were in line waiting to get to the charging station for like two and a half three hours just to charge just to charge to go through the grapevine and then I saw another one I don't know it could have been a meme picture right but it looked real uh, but the sentiments there and uh, essentially it was an electric charging station powered by a diesel generator <laughs> common sense right <laughs> right Every every electric vehicle out there that charges right now, that charges off the electric grid, well, I guess not every, because I mean, California does have a certain amount of solar and green energy production, um, but there's still the large, large majority of our energy production for powering things in this country is gas and coal, natural gas and coal, right? So most of them are using carbon-based methods of charging. So you're still got a miles per gallon thing going on there so i just... yeah yeah we can go we can go down that rabbit hole because i i honestly in my opinion you know i don't think that our grid can handle it our grid is so old the towers the electrical wires is so archaic there's there's got to be better better ways and means of doing it but it, it like right now right when you know we've been i feel like it's since january we can't like where I live in Riverside, it's been wind advisories almost daily, right? And you could tell when the lights flicker up and down. In my neighborhood, I don't have any light poles. Everything's underground. But, like, I, I truly don't think that our grid can handle a lot more of anything. I want to say I want to say it was California that was asking people not to charge their electric vehicles recently. Recently. Because what? Yeah, there was it was had to do there was I think it was the wind warnings and they shut down like they do the rolling brownouts because of fire now, right? They're at risk of fire because of the winds. And I want to say it was California that was asking people not to charge their electric vehicles because they didn't have the reserve power required for it. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. They could control everything about everything about it. And so I think they're all for it. Um, let's get back on, let's get back on track here a little bit. We'll go back to these Senate bills. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so Senate bill, well, we talked about testing. So Senate bill 1018, this one's a little odd to me, uh, would require online platforms to be more transparent about how information is pushed out to consumers. So are they talking like Facebook and Twitter? Is that what they're talking about? Online platforms being more transparent about how information is pushed out. To me, on the onset, that seems like a good idea. But it is California that dreamed this up. I, I could see it. I could see the other side of the coin. That just tells me that they can control what they put out, right? Yeah, I mean, and that's why that's why I'm I'm hesitant to think. You know, at the onset, yeah, transparency is always good. Is it? <laughs> Is it? I, I, obviously, I, I do. I do think transparency is good when it comes to government, and and some of the even some of these corporations and what they're doing sometimes seems a little off. So I I, I think transparency is a good idea. So I, I don't know if that bill's if that Senate bill is a good idea, bad idea. Off the top of my head, I'd have to do a little more research. I just saw this this post today that listed these and thought we should talk about them. So I'd have to do a little more looking into that one. But then you got Senate Bill fourteen sixty four. 
would force law enforcement officials to enforce public health orders. So essentially, no. Essentially, you had a handful of law enforcement officers. And I even believe the guy, the sheriff from LA County, was one of them that was like, "We're not doing that." So they're saying that, and now they're going to make a law. Like I don't know how much of a law you can make. Like if I don't agree with your law in that regards that it's immoral, then then that's essentially what happens, right? When a sheriff refuses to follow an order, it basically it's off the fact that they believe it's immoral and it's not right to do. And so therefore they don't do it. This wouldn't, this wouldn't, I don't think this is going to make anybody do something that they already weren't going to do. So, and and going after one of these guys is going to be extremely ridiculous and hard. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no way. Cause the the sheriff out here from the get go, when all this was happening, he was like, I'm not following any of that. I'm not enforcing any of that. Oh, here's small world stuff. So we went to dinner a couple of weeks ago with um, some friends and some friends of theirs and they're from Beaumont. Um, Okay. He was an ex, an ex sheriff. um, And he actually helped get, well, I I mean, he wasn't that, uh, I don't know if they're, how they necessarily determine the, the terminology for, you know, the head guy, head sheriff and then your sheriff deputies, I guess is what it is. Right. So he's a sheriff deputy. And, um, he actually helped get your current sheriff elected. Wow. He was on his election. He was on his election, um, team. So I thought that's small world right there. So that's kind of cool. That is a very small. Um, Yeah. Our sheriff is, uh, is very lenient out here. (laughs) He's like, I'm not following any of that. (laughs) It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It's not moral in some regards. And so therefore I'm not doing it. I love it. Um, the next one on the list is, uh, oh, this assembly bill, uh, 1993 would require all employees, including independent contractors to show proof of COVID-19 vaccination to work in California. Can't even work in California without being vaccinated. They don't care what your company says. They as a state think that you should have it to work. Uh, 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 I can't express, I cannot express how furiating that sentiment makes me right now yeah yeah you're not alone because to date to date are there any vaccines you're required to have to get into the workforce nope not one not one yeah if you're out there listening to it when we post when we drop the instagram post or the tiktok post for this episode show us your feedback on that one assembly bill 1993 would require all employees including independent contractors to show proof of covid19 vaccination to work in california we want to hear what your thoughts are on that guys let us know uh, AB 1797 would make changes to the California immuniz- immunization record database. Now it doesn't state what those changes are, so we probably can't talk a whole lot about it. I'm assuming it's COVID related. I, I can guarantee. And the last one on this list currently is uh, Assembly Bill 2098 would reclassify the sharing of COVID-19 misinformation by doctors and surgeons as unprofessional conduct that would result in disciplinary action. So who's deciding? who's deciding what misinformation is? Is it the politician? Exactly. Is it the public? Is it a board of surgeons? Because right now there's a handful of surgeons out there and doctors that more than a handful. Uh, last I checked, they had, they had a rally with like 18,000 doctors and, and people in the medical field that do not agree with Dr. Fauci about COVID-19 and COVID-19 protocols. So who makes that decision? Because then you have the situation like what happened with, um, with, what was it? Uh, Joe Rogan. And he talked about this and it was so months ago, if you had said that the virus originated in China, that was misinformation. But now everybody believes it's true. It is true. It's taken as truth. 
So you would have been classified as misinformation will lose your medical license to find out months down the road. They no, that was truth all along. Um, the vaccine. When the vaccine first came out, you can't get COVID with the vaccine. You're fully protected. So you don't have any problems. And if you had said otherwise, when it first started happening that you could get COVID, misinformation. So if you were a doctor, and, and the way I see this, right, if, if California and their logic and the way that they roll, if, if I'm a doctor and a guy comes into my office and he's been fully vaccinated and I report that he has COVID after he's been fully vaccinated, is that considered misinformation? Yeah. I, I believe California would push that to be the case. And then they'd go after these people and say, well, you're going to lose your medical license. We're going to dis- we're going to disciplinary action. We're probably going to fine or, or most likely start with fines because California is, you want to talk about socialism. People say socialism is not greedy. You want to talk about greedy socialism. California will do anything they can to get their dollar out of you. Is, is, they're talking about taxing people that want to leave their state because the taxes are too high. So I assume they start with money before they, they move on to other things. But if I'm a doctor and I report that because it's, it's considered, it's considered a, you know, a blasphemy to say that you can get COVID-19 while you're fully vaccinated. But yet I'm a doctor that says, no, look, it happened. You can see, you can see it. So, but then, you know, now here we are, obviously you can, you can get COVID with full vaccination with booster shots, but yet you would have been classified as mince information and, and, receive some kind of disciplinary action via California standards. So what happens to the governor then who's not wearing a mask when he's told everybody else, where's his disciplinary action? Or the mayor of LA. Oh no, that guy just holds his breath. (laughs) He's good. Eric Garcetti, the world record holder for holding your breath, because apparently he did it through like an entire football game. I mean, Sign him up for something to to win some money because holy cow, that guy can hold his breath. Start taking bets, man. Yeah, I, I don't even. Yeah, that's it, it's beyond me how how they can claim the make the claims that they make and think is the public that stupid? Are we that dumb? Yeah, I don't know, but it it, it was funny because now that you're mentioning the whole Joe Rogan thing, right? And now he's got to put a disclaimer before every one of his podcasts. But I was, remember when that happened, CNN. One of the blonde lady, I forget her name, but she was like, I don't know what to do. What are we going to do with Joe Rogan? Ah, Mika, Mika Brzezinski, I think it was. I think so. And I'm like, who are you to do what? Are you the police? You you don't have to do anything. That's not right. It, was, it, was, it wasn't Mika. Mika's on a different, a different network. But I do remember that. I don't know. You can find the clip. Yeah, yeah. I know. I remember. I listened to the clip. I saw it. And she was, what, I don't know what to do with Joe Rogan. You don't do anything with joe rogan he doesn't work for you he doesn't work for you and he's got triple the amount of viewers and followers than you do and well that's part of why they don't know what to do with joe rogan because they i mean his like their ratings compared to his listeners is absolutely asinine to think that a major media mogul then that that's they're really pissed off about it too and multiple ones are because joe rogan has more people listening to him and watching him than they can get in you know, like a week. Yeah. And it, it's daily episodes for him. They, they, they just, he just outperforms them left and right. And they're upset about it. And I think I, I've been, I've been upset with news for a while because news isn't news anymore. They don't report facts. They report their opinions all the time. And that's kind of all it's been is it's a bunch of talking heads and opinion pieces on the news. If you want a talking head or an opinion piece, come here to our podcast. That's what we are. An opinion piece. We give you some facts, but I don't claim to be the news. 
you know, Joe Rogan doesn't claim to be the news. So if the news did their job accurately and adequately, they would have far more watchers. Their viewership would go up tremendously because if CNN reported the facts accurately and Fox News, for that matter, reported the facts, the facts accurately, I'd watch both of them and get the same facts and it wouldn't really matter who I watched. Yeah. Then maybe one hour a night, have one of your stupid talking heads come out and give their opinion about it. But damn it, when the six o'clock news comes on, man, just make it the six o'clock news. Report the facts. Not, you know, you, how many times have we seen like there was a, the one of the shooters? I can't remember which one. There, there were several, right, where the shooter came out and they looked up his Facebook page and, oh, he's a Republican. Uh, turns out you reported that like two seconds after this happened and you didn't do good enough research in your two second check to realize that guy wasn't actually a Republican. But how many times have they done that? All the time. All the time. They, they... And when you inaccurately... When you inaccurately report the news, I'm less inclined to listen to you. If you lie to me about how well masks work and come out and say, oh, yeah, we lied because X, Y, Z, I'm less inclined to listen to you. So I'm I, I, I watch news. I, I listen to the news and I get my I do. I do multiple sources. I hate listening to CNN and MSNBC, but I do because I don't want to be super one sided. Obviously, I have my bias and my opinion and. It leans one way, but that doesn't mean I don't want to hear what the other side's saying currently. It, it boggles my mind a lot of times. The common sense is completely missing, and so are the facts. And it just drives me nuts that that is that's the, that's the news. The people think that that's the news. I'm sorry, I don't want to listen to Don Lemon. That guy's that guy's bias comes through in everything that he talks about, and it drives me nuts. But hopefully, here you know you guys think you're getting a good conversation. You're getting our opinions, obviously, and you're free to agree with them or disagree with them. If you agree with them, let us know. If you disagree with them, sure, share with us. Hit those hit those Instagram pages and TikTok page up. It's um, Instagram is, let me, let me double check, make sure I give you the right one. The Instagram page is City to the Country podcast and the TikTok is City to Country. So reach out to us on there. Let us know how you feel about what you've been hearing. Uh, you know, thank you to those of you that have been listening. I know we're getting, you know, a little more than a handful of downloads a week right now. And we appreciate you guys checking that out and listening week in and week out here so far. We've, we're working on episode number eight today. That's what this is. And we're going to, we're going to change our release day from Saturdays to Tuesdays. So there won't be one. There wasn't one drop today, Saturday, but I will drop it on Tuesday. And then this one will be a follow week behind on Tuesday. So we'll hit a new, a new weekly drop cycle um but as always we, we do thank you for your time and coming to listen to us victor is there anything else you'd like to to rant about or continue on about i know we've kind of sidetracked a little bit here on a couple different things and partially because the world's so crazy you know we try and come up with a topic to talk about when we get on here and it, i might as well have a, I might as well have one of those wheels but there's so much there's so much. Yeah, there, that's the, my problem is there's too much. You might as well have one of those wheels you just spin. And then whatever it lands on is what we talk about. That's what it feels like. But the problem is one thing leads to another. And you end up talking about multiple topics because they kind of relate to each other in a way. And most of it has to do with common sense or hypocrisy, our kind of building theme here. And the common sense is, of California has completely washed, I feel like. I, I don't know if there's a whole lot of hope for that state. <laughs> as, as nice as California is, in regards to location and attractions, it's way worse in regards to leadership right now. 
And it's unfortunate because San Diego is beautiful. Uh, the beaches are beautiful. Northern California has got some nice areas. You know, you got wine country up there, but I don't see the point in venturing back. So people ask me, you miss California? No, no, I don't. I miss some people there, but I don't need to see them in California. I can visit them in a different place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so. true. That is true. Actually, you're. Uh, that's that's funny that you mentioned that because we have a couple of friends that already have moved out, and four of them on all four friends that we talked to, either Tennessee, so you guys in South Carolina, we've got friends that moved to Texas, we've got friends that moved to Idaho, and the first thing that they say they do not regret leaving at all. They're like, we should have done this years ago. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Yeah. I So my last, one of my Instagram posts here was, you know, where do you live? Do you live in a big city? Which was essentially California living for us was big city. Um, outside of LA, but in California, the way that area is, is it's all just m- metropolis, m- mega building after building, like not huge skyscrapers. Obviously downtown LA is like that, downtown San Diego. Um and you get like Riverside and obviously Corona doesn't have any real skyscrapers or anything like that, but it's just wall to wall building and people Well, here in Greenville. It's not, it's one small city kind of buried in the country and you got to drive like an hour and a half to get to the next small city buried in the country. So I'm not in the country, like I said, per se being out in farmland. Although the more I look at it, the more I kind of wish I could be, but my job doesn't allow me to do that. My job needs me to be uh, kind of where I'm at. If I could, and I was trying to explain this to the kids because I take them to school and the the property down the street has cows and they're out every morning now. And it's light now, so I can see them when I drive by in the morning, see them when I drive by from picking the kids up. And I'm like, I tell the kids, I said, how cool would it be to have a decent sized property next to the guy that owns the cows so we can see the cows every day? And they were like, why would you want to live next to the guy to see the cows every day? I says, well, one, I don't got to own the cows to see the cows, so I don't got to take care of them. That's a lot of work. Props to that guy taking care of that. I mean, that's a lot of work. Those guys work hard. So if you're if you're in farmland, we appreciate you. We appreciate that you grow our food. We appreciate that you work tirelessly and and just all the time to to get us our food on the table. And you know, unfortunately, I'm slightly embarrassed after ten years asking my son here where he thinks food comes from, and he said the grocery store. And I'm like, dear God, why? Where do you think the grocery store gets it? He says they make it. I was like, dude, seriously. I thought we've talked about this. Apparently we had not. So I, I did give him the explanation of no, if you want an apple, someone has to grow it on a tree and pick it off that tree and send it to the grocery store for you to eat. And if you want some beef, someone's got to graze that cow and then send it off to a butcher, which they then send the meat off to the grocery store so that you can eat hamburger. And he's like, wow, right? Just amazed. But the amount of effort and work that it goes into farmers, thank you for what you do. We appreciate you uh, without you guys. But I would not mind living next to one of your ranches um, so that I can enjoy the beautiful site that is your property because a lot of times it is a very beautiful site to sit next to. So that's what I'll, that's all I'm looking for is to be able to see the cows every day. Unfortunately, I, I'm not one of those guys that wants to be out there working the land every day. So thank you for those of you that do. Absolutely. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up this episode, and we look forward to getting back to you uh, with another episode next week. Thank you. Well, everyone, that was our show. Thank you for listening. If you like what we're doing here and enjoyed the show and any of our topics, please follow us on Instagram at 
city underscore to underscore country underscore podcast or on our site at anchor.fm forward slash from the city to the country. Thank you. Until next time. Bye.